Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky. Been a while since we've had to say that being the off-season, but Johnny's with me again. Johnny, how are you? Yeah, good mate. Good to uh, get that footy itch and talk about some footy a month after the grand final. Yeah, when, when we were discussing the podcast, obviously got the second podcast, Mate Rates, uh, debuting today. So uh, please, if you listen to this podcast, go give that one a listen, uh, any place you find this. But we thought we'd just get some footy talk. It's been a while since we've um, talked about the great game and there's been quite a bit going on in the last four weeks, Johnny. So I thought let's just go rapid fire through the off season here, maybe do this once a month to get us through to Jan, Feb when we get right into preseason talk. So let's dive right in, or Johnny, probably the biggest news of the year is the NRL has granted the uh, another license. So the comp is expanding to 17 teams for the 2023 season. And it's not the North City Bears to a lot of people's uh, hopes and dismays. It's the Dolphins. So uh, another Queensland side has come in. Johnny, what's your initial thoughts there? Yeah, it was interesting in Dolphins because, um, you know, there were talks about, what was it, the, the Jets as well? Yeah. Um, getting in there, I guess uh, it's no surprise. I mean, probably the worst kept secret is that Wayne Bennett has been signed on, confirmed as the coach up there as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, he's obviously got the the, the the clout in Queensland to take any side. And you know, this side's going to be a tremendous side because you know you think of the Titans um, when they first came in, they're able to get some pretty big stars. And I think this one now, especially in the age that we are now, where people are building their own brands and stuff, if you want to attach yourself to this side with Wayne Bennett as the coach, you know, it's a real well-funded club. Um, that's probably why they got the the bid over the line. You know, they're real. They're gonna they're gonna walk in as one of the most lucrative clubs in the game. What it does mean for the league, obviously, we're gonna expand to a twenty six round comp. Uh, everyone receives two buys during the season, so the number of regular season games goes from one hundred ninety two to two hundred and four. So a bit more footy for us each week. Um, and what that really does now, to, in at least in my eyes, is we've now hit seventeen. I think eighteen is gonna be pretty imminent now within the next three to four years. I think the, the fact that we're now kind of expanding the game, um, a lot of clubs now are able to, you know, really stack their roster with good young talent. Uh, I think that number 18, whether that is going to be the Bears, whether it's going to be another Queensland team or another Sydney team, um, it's going to come pretty soon, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, there's always these questions about um, whether there's enough talent in the NRL. Um, I guess that is sort of wait and see, but it'd be interesting who their sort of marquee signing will be. You know, there's talks about um, Harry Grant, there's talks about uh, Cam Munster. Um, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, where it goes. Yeah, I think you ought to think about all those Queenslanders, right? So you've got your Munsters, your mm. Grants. I think like a Reed Marnie from Parramatta going up home, Christian Welsh being the, the front road leader up there. Mm. And then, you know, if they're just going to go and like literally poach or like a, like a Cherry Evans, you know, he's a Queenslander. He was thinking about going back to the Titans. Could he, when his contract finishes up, there's going to be a lot of interesting mm. play negotiations. And obviously the first one that's kind of really put his name out there is Regan Campbell-Gillard and his agent has said, you know, he wants to, you know, go and play up there. So you've already got players clamoring to go up there. So it's going to be quite an interesting uh, next couple of months when players are really now off contract and they're going to start playing for their future. Yeah, that's right. You got that, you know, all important November first deadline coming up. Um, we've already heard, you know, news about Parramatta's uh, Isaiah Papali'i wanting to go mm. to the uh, open market. So, uh, yeah, interesting signing news coming up. Hundred percent. So let, let, that's the, probably the biggest news, and I think again, that's probably going to need its own podcast later on. And there'll be plenty of time next year as some signings start happening and some news starts happening. So we'll hit that 
in depth a little bit later on, but let's kind of go a bit quick here, Norm. So first one here, obviously, since we spoke, Benji Marshall announced her retirement. We saw her coming, but, you know, a great player, 346 premiership games, obviously cap- uh, captained uh, New Zealand for 19 games in his 31-game career for them. Won a golden boot as the best player, won a uh, premiership with the Tigers in 05. You know, in the Hall of Fame pyramid that we're going through, he's number 11, so right near the top there. He's just one of those guys that, um, take away even just the on-field, the, the legacy that he took in and the the number of players he's inspired, I think is what sums up his legacy. Yeah, that's right. Um, hands down, he'll go, definitely go down as a, one of those all-time roads. Whether he's an immortal, I think that's a different story, but um, definitely, you know, in the top echelon, definitely, you know, Hall of Famer, you know, what he's done for the game. Um, off-field, he's inspired, like you said, I guess a generation of footy players coming out with that sort of razzle-dazzle play. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's been amazing. Yeah, really interesting career. You know, really early on, we saw the flashes. We saw the step. We saw the no-look pass. We saw the flicks. He did have quite a few injuries early on, especially those couple of shoulder recos, able to bounce back and became really durable, you know, towards the end of the career. A couple of since that he had the Broncos, he had the Dragons. Um, and then, you know, he, he talked about this last season. He wasn't signed. Bennett gave him the call and said, hey, come just do a couple of jobs for me at the Rabbits. And he was a really influential player at the Rabbits. So, yeah, definitely going to be missed. Um, and again, it's he's probably the best New Zealand import to ever play the game, in my opinion, at least, uh, in the NRL era. And, you know, w- what he's done for the Sean Johnsons of the world, the Harris Davidas of the world, I think we're going to start seeing that crop of um, New Zealand halves come through. Is definitely going to be inspired by Benji. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, he's got that, you know, really distinct um, sort of style of play. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting, speaking of Sean Johnson, what he's going to do in uh, New Zealand as well. We all got a sense that, uh, you know, the the Warriors always had a uh, place in his heart as well. So it'll be interesting there. 100%. Now, the next item, Nom, is close to your heart. And it was was bubbling for a little bit. There was uh, rumours about uh, what Newcastle was going to do with their number seven jersey. Obviously, Mitch Pearce has been on, after his uh, three-year deal, been on a couple of one-year deals. But the Knights have confirmed that Mitchell Pearce wants an immediate release. Uh, so he's he's got one more year to go. He's contracted for this season, but he's asked to get out of that so he can go to the Super League and link up on a pretty lucrative uh, three-year deal with the Catalan Dragons. Uh, Nom, for, I guess, let's take this in three steps. How have you felt about the, the Mitchell Pearce experience in Newcastle? Obviously, came from the Roosters, pretty big, Wraps on the signing. How do you think the time in Newcastle has gone for Mitch Pearce? Uh, I think it's, you know, it's it's been injury affected um, and we haven't had that stability in the spine. But I think when he has been there, he's been really crucial. And, you know, as a, as a Knights fan, I am a bit worried, I guess, you know, if Mitchell Pearce wasn't going to be there. But, you know, I can see why he's doing it. I mean, you know, he's he's pretty much done all in the game and to go there, retire in, you know, the South of France on big pay, um, you know, I'd do exactly the same as, as him. Yeah. I think it's a good point. You know, he's right near the end of his career. He's getting one year deals in the NRL. He could probably string it out and, you know, get to 400 games. But like I said, it's literally going to be in that three years. He might, that might be 10 years worth of NRL contract. So he's got to take the money. Mm-hmm. Second point. If he does walk nom, obviously right now in your club, you've got Clifford and Clune as your halves, as it stands right now. Uh, rumours about Luke Brooks potentially joining the club. Where does Newcastle go from here? Obviously, it's very late in the piece, and that, I think that's why Newcastle uh, isn't granting it immediately because uh, it does really tank their 2022 season. 
if Mitchell Pierce is not the half, if they can't get uh, a great half back in return. What does Newcastle do here? Do they dig their heels in the ground here or do they try and work out and, you know, just try and stand up the best available player on the market? Yeah, look, um, you know, if we can't get him, though, that's going to be a massive issue because, uh, you know, we, we saw highlights of, um, you know, what Cliff could do last year, but he's still a bit, I guess, fresh. And, you know, obviously we've got Andrew Johns coming up. Um, but, you know, as a, as a Knights fan, we're really concerned without, you know, a steady head, you know, 300-plus games of Mitchell Pierce there to sort of really steer the team around the park because, you know, if we can't get, you know, another halfback, that's going to be a massive missing piece of the puzzle there. You know, Adam Clune, he's, you know, a backup half. And, you know, with Clifford, it, yeah, it doesn't give us uh, confidence in the, in the spine. Well, you mentioned the third point, Nom. Obviously, Joey Johns has confirmed that he's going to be coming back as an assistant coach to the Newcastle Knights on the coaching staff there. So he was with my Parramatta Eels. He's uh, he's reneged on that role and he's now gone back up to Newcastle. Still going to be doing his, um, his Channel 9 duties. Um, but yeah, he's going to be up there as a coaching consultant role is the newly created role for Joey. What does this do for you? Obviously, you saw what he's done with Dylan Brown and Mitch Pierce, uh, sorry, and Mitch Moses down at Parramatta. You, you did mention that uh, Clifford had sparks last year. Clune, obviously, a backup. And let's say um, that the last person, whether it's Brooks or a rookie, comes in. What can the Aether Mortal do um, for the Newcastle Knights? Look, I think. You know, the fact that he's coming back to Newcastle, it, it's a huge, it's huge news for the Novocastrians, but he's not out there, you know, partnering Clifford in the Haas. He, we, we actually do need, um, I guess, someone with more experience out there to actually you know, lead the team around. So, um, you know, as as great as to eighth is, um, he, he's not a magician. He can't, you know, <laughs> manufacture um, that experience out of, out of nothing. Yeah, I think it's going to be more, to me, this this reeks of getting the, the fans on board. It's been a tough couple of years for the Knights and having, having the prodigal son come home, what whether he can do anything with Clifford and Clune or whoever the person is in the halves there, I think just having Joey around and in Newcastle gear instead of Parramatta gear is going to give the, give the Knights fan a bit more. So that's it for the Knights. Let's move on to a couple of uh, other topics here. Two relating to the Parramatta Eels very quickly. Michael Jennings accepted his three-year ban for his doping charges. Uh, so he's eligible to return now in September 2023. So obviously already a veteran of the game, pretty up there. I think this is the last time we've seen uh, Jenko in a, in a NRL jersey. Yeah, that's right. Um, I guess no surprises there with Jenko. Um, you know, three years, that pretty much will snuff him out for the rest of his NRL career, which is a shame because, um, you know, before he left, he was... He was definitely winding back the clock, and uh, you know, I guess with with the whole performance enhancing, it was no wonder why he was actually doing so well so late in his career. Yeah, and obviously, you think of the, the last player with this is Bronson Cherry. Very, very different. He was eighteen when he got caught. He's going to come yeah. back. He's going to be twenty-two, so he's going to have a full career ahead of him. Whereas yeah. Jenko was obviously the tail end there. So that that's it for Michael Jennings. So I'm pretty sure that's a farewell for him. Brad Arthur has re-signed with the Parramatta Eels. That's the other news from the Eels camp. So he's re-signed through to the 2024 season, the end of that season. An interesting one. I thought if Parramatta went out in straight sets in the finals, mm. that was going to be the end of Brad Arthur, but uh, the, the boys galvanised around him. He's He has been a good servant for Parramatta. Um, mm. We've had definitely some weird coaches throughout the years, and BA has been one of those stable ones. So I'm pretty happy with that news. But again, it's all going to be about, can we go further? Is he just going to be our Brian Smith of gets us to the 
finals every year and we can't take that extra leap, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. It's good to have some stability. And, you know, I think, I guess, part of matters uh, gutsy performance against the, the Panthers was at 8-6. Um, that was, you know, one of the tightest games probably all season. And the fact that, you know, Paramount did take it up again, it probably gave, I guess, you know, the board and the fans reassurance that, you know, Paramount can maybe go um, a step or two further in the next few seasons. 100%. The second last topic here, Nom, some excellent clickbait from Fox Fox League here. Uh, <laughs> English signing with the Sea Eagles. Everyone mental for about three seconds until the, the article opened and it turned out to be the Maxville Sea Eagles. So GI's <laughs> coming home. From, he obviously a very short stint at Warrington, coming to play some grade two New South Wales rugby league competition. Um, not much of a story here, Nom, but Fox Sports obviously doing their excellent best in the offseason to get those clicks. That's right. Um, I mean, what what more is there to add here? I mean, um, look, it will be great to have English back in Australia, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not much else to write on. Not much else to add that. All right. Let's finish it off, Nom. Uh, we've obviously had some signings come through, so I just kind of wanted to run through the signing tracker on NRL.com. Stop me if you have any any interesting thoughts on them. Um, there, there's been a couple here and there. So let's start off with the one that's, that leaked this week. So Paul Momorowski returning to the Roosters. Mm, quite the journeyman. 100%. I think he's going to be a really good uh, piece in the back line. They obviously had Kieran uh, finishing off the season there and obviously Jay Moss retiring. But it's another steady hand. And as you and me have kind of been on the last couple of weeks, the Roosters next year is a team to watch for me at least. If they're full strength, we saw what they did when they're you know, B side, let's see what they are on the A team. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I'm personally, I'm huge on the Roosters next year. You know, definitely when thinking about Super Coach already, I'm going to be loading up on, um, on on Roosters as I did with the Panthers this year. I think they're, they're going to go big. All right. A couple of re signings here. Well, we'll just bunch these together. And if there's any at the end, let me know. So Kulamatungi re signing with Souths, Tanner Boyd re signing with the Titans. You've got a couple of uh, signings in. Tanua Brown signing with the, with the Cowboys and Savio Havili signing with the Rabbits. Any of those um, particularly a fancy nom? Um, I think Kulamatangi, I think that that's a, um, I guess, massive re-signing for the South. Uh, you know, he, he was doing great on the edge um, last season and I'm just looking at the other re-signings at the moment. Um, I think the Hammer re-signed the Cowboys as well. He did, So yeah. um, that would be, I guess, interesting what I guess the long-term plan is for the Cowboys with the fullback position right there. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, some some interesting ones here. So Ash Taylor to the Warriors, he gets a lifeline. Michael Cheekam, a very versatile player to the Rabbits, I really do like that signing. And Aaron Woods um, headlining a trio of signings to go to the Dragons. So the Dragons are really trying to muscle mm. up and get some experience. Jack Kajeski and Tao Tao Moga are the other ones there. Any of those? Moses um, Suli joins that as well. Moses Suli as well, oh, yep. The Red Bay. Um, yeah, I mean, the Dragons have been a bit, you know, they've they had a great start to the past few seasons and then they sort of fizzled out. Um, whether they're going to make a difference, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, none of them are, you know, massive marquee signings, but um, nonetheless, I guess it would be good to, I guess, round out the roster, I guess, right? Hundred percent. Last couple here, a couple of re-signings for South. So Alex Johnston and Mark Nichols re-signed. Some interesting signings here. I do. I don't, these two interest me. Jamal Fogarty to the Raiders. 
uh, and then Peachy to the Tigers. Those two nom. Obviously, two players that are pretty super coach relevant from our point of view, but I think just even <laughs> in terms of NRL, um, you know, footy, the Raiders getting that half after George Williams walking on, Tyron Peachy being able to be that utility spark plug for the Tigers. Any any of those really uh, pique your interest? Yeah, so I missed that one. So was it Jamal Fogarty going to the Raiders there? Yeah, so Fogarty to the Raiders. So that means they've really uh, hitched the wagon to their young half. So that's going to be AJ Brimson into the halves um, with Sexton there. So that's going to be uh, quite interesting to see how they go there. Yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting one. So that means uh, Campbell will be fullback for the Titans. Yeah. Pretty much that's locked in. And then, um, yeah, with the Raiders, um, look, they did have that half situation with sort of whole Sam Williams. So I guess... I'm just thinking on the fly then. So it looks like Sam Williams is going to get the flick. It's going to be Fogarty and Whiten pairing them in the halves. Yeah, it looks like it. And Sam Williams has always been one of those reserve grade players that can come in and do a sure. job for you. So I think he that, that's exactly where he'll fit in. Yeah. Um, and, and they'll go from there. Nom, let's let's quickly smash through these last ones. I'm just going to run through. You give me a A to F grade. A being you really, really like it. F being you don't care and it's going to be shit. <laughs> so Bullimore to Manly. Any Any thoughts? F. <laughs> Braden Burns to the dogs. Oh, that's a that's another interesting one because I guess dogs, you know, they've signed quite a few outside backs there. Um, I'm not sure what happens to Kotrick. I, I was hearing that Kotrick was might have been on the move somewhere else, but um, or to the Eels, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The inter- interesting news that Parramatta might be in the mix, which I I love because obviously, yeah. Um, the last big news here is Fergo obviously departing Parramatta. I really, if we can get Kotrick and Sivo on an edge to, oh, like on the two wings, I really like that from a, from a Parramatta perspective. Yeah. Um, look, Burns, I think, uh, look, I've, I've always liked him when he was on the field. It's just that he was so injury prone. Um, look, I'll give that a, a C, watch and wait. You know, if he can get some game time and you know, if the Bulldogs can, you know, I guess, um, bloom with, you know, the so-called attacking guru in um, Barrett, then um, it will be interesting to see see what uh, Burns turns into. 100%. And again, on, on our Roosters uh, fan club here, Roosters signing Renoff Tony from the Dogs. You and me mm. have had Tony in our, in our <laughs> fantasy sites a couple of times, but again, just a quality footballer going to this team. They, they are going to be sneakily great next year. Yeah, look, Tony, he, he was a PPM beast you know he got 30 40 minutes but geez he i think he averaged like 60 or 80 whenever he did, he did get some game time so um yeah looking looking at that very closely that's it for the off that's it for the off season signing so now we're hitting ones that have already happened which we'll do a podcast later before the season i think we'll really tackle like you know the nico hines the cam mckinnesses of the world as they move but that's been the first month of the off season man i think it's been pretty Pretty full on, actually. I thought that the NRL would kind of, you know, fade to the side for a little bit, then come back in December, Jan. But it's been really, you know, signings, a new club being formed, some, you know, NRL legends moving on. I think it's been a pretty interesting offseason so far, only four weeks in. Yeah, and there was just this other massive news that I saw, Jerome Luai playing Oztag in <laughs> Division 3. So, you know, our distance, it might look like, you versus um, Jerome Lungai putting on a clinic. So um, that's uh, good to see. <laughs> RRP to anyone's ankles on that field who thought they can take Lungai <laughs> one-on-one because, you know, we, we've we had a couple of NRL players come through Oztag, through Fairfield, and 
the Nathan Gardner. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's just ridiculous. So again, RIP to those guys' ankles, and it's good to see that you know these footballers are stay, staying fit and you know staying out of the, staying out of the <laughs> the wrong things during the off season. So that's good to see that we haven't really had we've had a couple of little flare ups with the off field integrity unit, but not too many so far. So fingers crossed, uh, the the boys stay in check for the next couple of months. Come and get wild over Christmas and New Year's. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nom, thanks for coming on, mate. Again, we'll probably do this once a month just to kind of touch base at the end of every month. And yeah, we're really going to start diving in probably, I'd say, end of Jan, Feb is when we're going to start really deep diving the 2022 season, especially from a super coach. That's going to be our really big input this year, I think, is we're going to really tackle super coach because, again, you and me just need to get that premiership under the belt. Um, you know, come so close. But we need to take that next step, Norm. So I think, you know, we've been pretty well in the prep, I think, with this season. A grand final between you and me is just beckoning. Yeah, that's right. We're going to take it. We'll be the Paramount of Eels. We're going to take it well, that one step further. And, um, yeah, we'll be in the big dance together. Beautiful. Well, mate, thank you for coming on, as always. Always a pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, we'll be back probably within the next month. If anything crazy happens, we'll jump on for an emergency pod. But until then, have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.